Hello to you and welcome to the Adam Coombs podcast. This podcast series will cover subjects of the mind, body and being in a chatty, conversational and relatable way. I'm counsellor and solution-focused therapist Adam Coombs. This is episode number two, Listen Like a Therapist. So let's begin, shall we? Hello guys, hope you're all doing well in these crazy times. If this is the first time that you've listened to one of my podcasts, then welcome. And if you're coming back for some more, then I'm truly humbled. Thank you so much for coming back. Today, we're looking at what it takes to properly listen to somebody. And the reason I'm doing this is because of the times we're in at the moment. So, so many people are struggling right now. And it is so, so difficult to get through things sometimes. And so the reason today that I want to bring this to you is because potentially you're going to have people in your life, your loved ones especially, that are going to reach out to you for support. And it's not easy to reach out sometimes. It can be something that can be days, weeks, months or years for something to come up before someone finally starts talking. And so with that today, we have to consider that when someone approaches us and they say, I need to talk about something, then it can be a really big deal for them. And that demands respect. And what I want to focus on is how how you can be there as much as possible for that person so that they feel safe and welcomed and and feel like they are being listened to. And one of the common things that I receive in my sort of pre-treatment consultations with, with clients is that people say, I'm just looking for someone that can properly listen to me and sit with me in my issue so that I can find out where I want to go with it all. And I say, okay, have you got anybody in your life at the moment that you you can talk to and you know have that with? And people always come up with all, all sorts of people that are close to them, that they love, and they, they you know, don't necessarily want to burden them, all kinds of issues. But sometimes people say, I've got loads of lovely people, but I just don't feel listened to. And the difference between hearing and listening is really the fact that with if you're listening to this podcast, you've got the sense of hearing available to you. But when it comes to listening... That takes a focus. And so when you are thinking about the good old days, when we used to go to restaurants, this is being recorded during a lockdown, by the way, so that's why I refer to them as the good old days. Maybe again Sunday, that'd be great. So being in a restaurant with somebody else, we can sometimes be listening or trying to listen to someone that's there in front of us or you know a few people talking to us. But there's so many other sounds going on at the same time, even in those really quiet, small, intimate restaurants. There's always a lot of noise going on. You've, you've always got the front door going. You've got you no know, people talking on the next table. You've got plates being bought out, people moving around. You know, if it's a a um, sort of open grill place, then you've got the sound of cooking. All kinds of things going on. Background noise. And then you think, well, crack! I've got all this sensory input coming into me. All of these noises, but the listening is based on what that person is saying to you. You're looking at them, you're giving them your attention. And then what happens? A waiter comes out or another customer is passing you. They knock your chair or you hear a plate drop or a glass smash. And then suddenly, it doesn't matter what that person is saying, your attention can just go all of a sudden. And then you're just focused on that until you remember to switch your attention again back to that person. And listening then is the, the conscious processing of one particular thing. And the hearing is the unconscious processing of everything else around you. 
But imagine now being in a food court in a in a shopping centre somewhere, sat down, you've got loads of noise going on, it's really loud and you know, people moving around all over the place. You've got someone talking to you and suddenly you're not in that intimate setting anymore. You're now in quite a, a sort of large open area with lots of noise coming in from all angles. That same person could be saying the same thing to you at that same time. And it's going to feel different, isn't it? You're going to struggle to listen a lot more because you've got so many other sensory matters going on for you, more to be seeing, more to be listening out for. And so your attention isn't necessarily going to be that great. And this is the first thing that I come to with this as like the, the, the toolbox of how to listen, is to make sure that the environment you're, that you're listening in is right. When I do my therapy, I make sure that the room is nice and calm and peaceful and relaxed. I'm making sure that it is quiet inside and out. And in doing so, it creates a good environment for me to receive information when I'm listening. Because what I want to do is honour what that person is telling me, because it can be a really big disclosure. So what can you do about your environment then? Because you know, if, if you've got someone that says they really need to talk to you, someone that you love and they, you know, they've really been struggling recently and they're reaching out, then what's the best type of environment for you to be there for them to, to listen? Even if you're in your living room, for instance, and the television's on, then that's a distraction and that's, that's more noise. But if someone has said to you that I really need to talk to you and you know, I need you to listen, then it has to be as, as quiet and as calm and as safe as possible an environment for you to, to do that in. And it's also just got to be really comfortable. And something else to consider, before this person even starts telling you what they've been struggling with for a little while, you've got to consider what's the environment like in your own mind. Now, have you got a busy mind at the moment? Are you, you know, doing something else? Have you got a pressing matter? Have you only got five minutes and starting to stress about the next thing you've got to do? Because again, what someone is sharing with you could be really huge to them. And if they're opening up to you, that deserves the respect for you to be in a mindful space to support them. Something that I always do before I go into any session is I have a couple of minutes where I completely switch off from my life. I sort of go into like a meditative state so that the, any sort of energy or any sort of like bubbling thoughts and feelings or whatever's going on in my life can fizzle down so that I'm feeling nice and calm when I go into a session with somebody because I want to make sure that when that person's talking and information is going in, then that's got somewhere to sit within me. And so having the environment both on the outside of you and also within you is so important if you're going to be supporting someone by listening to them. Having a clear mind going into the conversation is one thing, but it has to be maintained throughout that as well. And one of the distinct differences between someone coming to see a therapist and coming to speak to family members or loved ones or or a boss, for instance, is that a therapist doesn't carry an agenda. It can be very difficult to see someone that you know struggling. You watch the pain and the torment and the confusion and the struggle that they are going through. And it is only in your natural tendency, if you like that person, to want to help. And one of the most common patterns that we take is to become the problem solver and all of that. And to try and help that person feel better as quick as possible to get them out of that suffering. When I see somebody that's suffering, I sort of imagine that they're carrying a negative energy within them of some way. So imagine how it feels to be angry. Imagine how it feels to be 
sad or anxious or fearful it's quite a highly charged experience and so when I see that person carrying those feelings and that energy within them then I see it as it needs to come out and the only way it can come out is by expressing themselves so give them that space let them talk you don't need to prompt them because they'll continue going until there's nothing left it can be very uncomfortable to see of course it can I get that however it can be so necessary as well for people to be able to to cry it out to talk to share all of their strange and sort of confusing thoughts with someone because when you speak it makes the unconscious conscious when you speak you get an awareness so you can do something about it and it'd be very wrong for me as a therapist to have an agenda in all of that for me to want them to stop crying or for me to want them to just get over it or to find a a quick solution so I don't have to sit there watching that suffering any longer the only way for that energy to come out is for them to let it out therapy offers that safe trusted and confidential space so that someone knows that whatever they're going through it's okay it's free from judgment and that they are being supported and sat with in their pain Another thing that we can sometimes take on board as well is like this dying responsibility to look for this golden question. You ask that one question that's going to unlock all of their problems and all of their suffering all in one big hit. Or when a person's talking, we can sometimes find ourselves thinking, oh, okay, yeah, they said something there. Right, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, but, 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 but. It's so bloody irritating. Give that person the time to express themselves fully. Be comfortable in silence. Some of the most powerful work that people do in therapy or some of the most powerful moments comes in the silence following what someone has just said. It gives them the space to reflect upon what has just become conscious to them. Being present in the conversation is so, so powerful for that person that's that's sharing whatever they are with you. For as long as you're thinking of the next question or you're thinking of something to say that's going to comfort them, you're not actually listening properly. That's what I said earlier about where's the focus. The focus when you're thinking about something goes within you. So all you need to do is to listen and to absorb all of the information that they are giving you. And don't load your opinions onto people either. When you give someone an opinion, you're given a judgment of their situation. It's also really helpful to be sort of in connection with yourself quite quite a few times during a conversation and especially to know how long your attention span is. If you're someone that that can concentrate for only five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 or 20, then be aware of that. If you're going to sit down with someone for an intense conversation that's going to last two hours and you've got an attention span of 10 minutes, then how's that doing justice to that person's needs? Have a think about that. So, how, you know, when you think about other things that are going on in your life, like when you're when you're reading or something like that, how long can you read for before your mind starts wandering off onto something that's completely unrelated to what you're reading? Or how long can you work for without getting distracted? Managing time is so important because it's also the same as if someone comes up to you and has got something really big to share with you, and you know you've got something coming up in ten minutes' time. That's putting a lot of pressure on that person to get to all of the points in 10 minutes and that's going to be no time for that person to get to where they are particularly looking to get to by talking to someone. So if you have only got a 10 minute attention span, then own that. That's fine. 
think you're human. It's absolutely fine. But make the person aware of that as well and go, look, I, I want to support you. I, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to be there for you. But just to let you know, you know, I struggle after talking for about 10 minutes. So is it right if we if we have a chat for 10 minutes and maybe we'll go, up and go off and make a cup of tea and then we'll come back and we'll carry on talking? Just break it all down. When you remove the title of practitioner or problem solver to someone else's issues, it can be so liberating and it can be so useful for that person also. You can be so much more present with what that person is saying and just respond on the back of what they've said. It's also quite useful in arguments as well. If it's so important for you to be right, chances are you're not going to listen to what the other person's got to say. But if it's more important for you to get to the right conclusion, then chances are you're going to listen to that person fully so that you pick up on everything that they've possibly got to say so that you can then consider the whole picture. And the moment you start creating an argument in your head to counter the one that they've put across in a disagreement, then you're losing, aren't you? Because firstly, you're not paying attention to anything more that person said. And secondly, that dialogue is going to be broken because chances are it's just going to escalate. If you butt in, then that person's going to be offended. So then the, the ante goes up a little bit. And then if that person's offended, that's going to affect their attitude, which is going to affect their behaviour, which in turn is going to affect your attitude and then your behaviour. And it just goes around in a circle called the Batari's box. It's just not important for you to be right all the time. It's important to get to the right conclusions. It's a difference between fixed mindset and growth mindset. Be prepared to be wrong. Be prepared to have your mind changed. Be open to learning. It could be the greatest gift and it could be the greatest key to unlocking a situation that you found yourself stuck in for so long if you're finding every conclusion you come up with isn't working. Maybe the answer is with somebody else. So be prepared to listen to others. It can be an amazing skill to use. In summary to all of that, if you want to be a good listener, if you want to learn from others, if you want to support others, leave your ego at the door. Do not walk into a conversation with your ego. It will get in the way every single time. People who are struggling don't always turn to others for answers. Sometimes they do, but a lot of the time when they say they want to talk, what they can mean is, I want to talk and I'd like you to listen. I feel vulnerable and I want to feel safe and supported. This isn't easy for me, but I want to be treated with dignity. I don't want you to save the day. I don't want you to make all of this go away. I just want someone to sit here with me whilst I go through this. And so do everything you can to free yourself from being a superhero to someone else's problem. If they turn to you and ask for advice, or they ask for your opinion, be wary of that, but even if you give it, at least having disengaged your ego and being mindful during that conversation that you can give that opinion or that advice based on everything that you've listened to as opposed to the bits you've chosen to hear. And so in summary, in all of this, it goes without saying that everyone is going through a struggle right now. If someone reaches out to you to talk to you, make sure you're in the right headspace for yourself first and foremost. If you feel that you can support somebody, Make sure that you create the right environment for you both to sit in to feel safe, comfortable and secure. Make sure your mind is clear. Do not go into a conversation with an agenda. Take the pressure off yourself by looking for the golden question or trying to solve everything for that person and leave your ego at the door. I thought it would be good to just share some things with you today like that. Um, 
just so that if you are supporting one another in all of this, that, you know, just take into consideration the smaller things can have a massive impact on the experience that someone has when they share something with you. So I hope it's of some sort of use today. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Adam Coombs podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, then please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Otherwise, I'm available on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. If you look for Adam at Dynamic Therapy Club or Dynamic Therapy Club, I'll be on there. The music on this podcast was brought to you by Dragonov89 at Pixabay. Until next time, take care of yourselves and goodbye.